Welcome to Income for Baby Boomers. If you want to learn about exciting new businesses each week from other boomers who speak your language and have started a unique and profitable business from home, you have come to the right place. For those who would like to try some of these low investment opportunities, stay tuned. We'll help you get started in your own profitable adventure. Now with your host and entrepreneur, Ken Queen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am speaking to Chris Vaca, who his main punchline is, age should never be an excuse for not succeeding. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm just doing super, Ken. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, good to get you on the line. We had a bit of some technical problems there, but hopefully they're fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you've got a few more than one expertise, Chris, but let's uh, go right into books for a minute. Uh, you've been really successful writing several books, promoting them. I guess on Amazon's your main thing, but uh, let's just start from the beginning. How long ago did you get into doing books? Uh, gee, that had to be – well, actually, I wrote a little book uh, maybe about uh, 20 years ago, okay, which was a little – wow. I never thought I would be a writer. But I always enjoyed writing. But um, after I lost my mortgage business, I, it just sort of uh, fell into it. And uh, I just started writing one after the other. And I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And the thing is, you don't have to wait for publishers or anything like that these days because you got everything at your fingertips with Amazon. I mean, ebooks are going crazy and it's so easy to do. Uh, everybody should do it, I think. <laughs> everybody could be so an author. You think everyone has a book in them? Everybody does. That's what they say. Okay. Everybody has right. at least one book in them. It's. Uh, I find it uh, a lot of fun just writing the books. Okay, so you're doing something you enjoy. You're not. It's not torture to go to work. Oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's uh, great. It's. You know, I, I. I sit. Once I get on a roll, I could. I could sit there and, and write for. You know. Two, two straight hours, three straight hours. Nice. Just, just letting the things roll out. It's it's a lot of fun once you start doing it. Now, this, let's go back to maybe your past a little bit because you have an amazing past and how you got into books. So you had this mortgage business and uh, you were making great money, making over 100000 a year or whatever it was, a couple of hundred thousand a year. And then the crash came in 08? Uh, actually, uh, 09. Oh nine is when you crashed. Okay, yeah, and uh, let's let's take the story from there. So, what happened from there? Well, like, like you said, I had a I had a very successful mortgage business, and um, I was making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. And the crash came. You know, you know, the funny thing is that everybody in the industry expected it to slow down. We knew it wasn't going to be booming forever, but everybody thought it was just going to slow up little by little. Uh, nobody really expected the crash. Uh, but when it happened, it, it really hit a lot of people hard. Uh, just to give you an example, I went from doing over $100,000 one year to $19,000 the next year. So Quite a drop. That's a, that's a big drop. And when you're used to living the lifestyle of, you know, making $100,000 a year, all of a sudden making nineteen, it's uh it's pretty devastating. Believe me, it really is. I was scrambling. I was trying to make ends meet. I started maxing out all my credit cards to live. And uh, it was, it, I, thought the, I thought my life was ending, to be honest with you. It, it was it was rough. It was really rough. It sounds like a familiar story for a lot of uh, baby boomers. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Uh, as as I went through my, my predicament, um, you know, I, I started to do a lot of reading and things. And I realized that, you know, I wasn't alone 
in the world. Uh, a lot of people have been losing their businesses at that time, were losing their jobs, getting laid off. And for the uh, over 50 crowd, it, uh, it was hard for them to, to find another job. Uh, till this day, over 50s are still the hardest hit, you know. Them, struggling. Yeah, it's, uh, struggling. it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. And, you know, the companies don't seem to want to hire the older people, which I don't understand because they have the most experience. Like when it first happened to me, the first thing I did was, was send out resume after resume. Right? And I must have sent out 100 resumes and got no response. Wow. You know, and that's when I figured, I said, you know, it's got to have something to do with my age. <laughs> because I was at the time, Maybe. <laughs> I was 57 years old at the time, you know, and yeah. and I right. said uh, it probably had to do something with my age. So how uh, bad did it get? And then what? when did the light bulb come on that, hey, I got to do something, I'm going to start writing? Well, what happened was I it got, like I said, pretty bad. Uh, that one year I made the 19,000 and the year after that I made nothing. So I was my this was washed out and I was stuck with about $30,000 worth of credit card debt that I had rug up trying to survive. Right. Uh, I was, I was keeping my fingers crossed that the, the business would come back, you know, things would get back to normal, but they never did. And, uh, so finally I, I got evicted from my apartment. I uh, had my car repossessed and, uh, I pretty much was on the street almost. What I did, I put my tail between my legs and I had to, uh, knock on my ex-wife's door, went back to her. <laughs> wow. So that was... Now that's desperate. That was desperate. But, uh, <laughs> you know, luckily we, we kept on good terms. Uh, we have well, we three children. And uh, well, she knew what was going on in the industry because it was all over the news. So she knew what was going on. And uh, so she was nice enough to let me stay there until I got back on my feet. So you started writing from the basement or whatever from, from that house? You, you, is that when you hooked up with uh, Amazon? Uh, no, what happened was I uh, I was sitting in the house and, you know, where I live, I live in, in South Florida and uh, there's no mass transportation. There's no buses, subways or anything like that, like I was used to when I lived in New York. So I was pretty much sitting at home alone because my wife went out to work. And um, after not getting any responses from all those resumes, I decided, well, you know, I got to do something. And the only thing I had available was the uh, computer. So uh, I started to uh, get on that and learn that. I really wasn't computer savvy at the time, uh, but little by little I had to learn that. And it was, it, was, it was probably one of the most frustrating periods in my life because I really didn't know much about the computer. And I had to learn all this new terminology and I knew how to get around it. And it, it was pretty hard for me at the time. But uh, little by little I put it together, you know, and I got that. Well, we're happy that you came from low tech, so the rest of us, have hope. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people ask me, they say, uh, how could you not know how to use a computer? You had a mortgage business. You must have used a computer. And wish I did, but the only thing I really did was uh, fill out loan applications, print them out, send emails, and play solitaire. And that was pretty the extent of my knowledge on the mm -hmm. computer. So I, I was really starting from scratch on the computer. It's, it's a whole different world, the computer world. I mean, if you're not used to it, believe me, it's, it's a little rough. But uh, if you stick with it, you know, you get it. Me, I was sitting on a computer seven, eight hours a day trying to learn everything that I, you know, that I do. It took a while. It, it so paid the, off. The, the day you decided, okay, I'm going to write a book, uh, how long did it take from, from that day to publish date? 
Uh, well, what I did was I, I started with the internet and I and I put up a website called Over Fifty and Broke. Get a lot of people contacting me, and, I'm sure. and they said, you know, you should uh, you should write a book. It's a very interesting story. So that's when I said, you know, I think I'm going to do that. I always enjoyed writing, so I I put I sat down, I wrote the book, and I tried. To, I went the traditional route, uh, contacting uh, agents and everything like that. And how did that go? Not good. Not good. <laughs> It's, it's a funny thing. It's it's like they want somebody with experience, but nobody's willing to, to give you the experience, to, to get mm-hmm. the experience, you know, mm-hmm. just like when you're trying to get your first job. So I, And then I, I found out about Amazon, and you could just print your books on Amazon, and it was an amazing thing. And uh, what I had learned that e-books for the past three three to four years have all outsold traditional books like like three to one. All right. Ebooks are, are the, the way to go. Ebooks are the thing in the future. They, you know, they're the way. That everything's going to be on the computer. What are these days? I mean, everything. You know, without a doubt. So that's when I started that. And uh, little by little, I learned how to do you know advertising and promotion and this and that. And um, it, it caught on. Now, if a person was to write a book and just put it up at Amazon, will it go without any marketing? With whatever Amazon does, will that be enough to make it work? Uh, no, you got you got to have to let people know that it's there. You could write the best book in the world, to, but if nobody knows it's there, nobody's going to come and get it. So you you have to learn a little bit, which Amazon goes through, by the way. They they help you with the promotion, and there are different websites that you could go to that'll help you with promotion. Little by little, you learn, and um, eventually it pays off. I mean, I've been doing writing books. The first book I wrote, like I say, the uh, Age should never be an excuse for not succeeding. Mm-hmm. That was about, uh, I would say, four years ago, and, si- right. and since then I've written like five other books. So it's uh, it's it's nice. I enjoy. So it's getting. Are you finding that there's building that, that the first book's still selling, and the next one, and so on, and it's multiplying as you go? Yeah, some some sell better than others. For instance, my book uh, Age should never be an excuse for not succeeding. That's pretty much a constant seller. Okay, uh, you know, I have that on my website. People could order it there. Uh, my latest book is uh, Hitting the Trifecta of Life, A Healthy Mind, Body, and Pocket. Uh, that's just out on Amazon, so that's starting to take off. And I've written some of, written some of the books, uh, uh, mostly with humor. I, have a, uh, I think I have a good sense of humor. You do. And everything, everything I write has a touch of humor in it. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I find people and, like it. And you find that if people buy your books and they like what you're writing, uh, they'll buy the next book you put out and the next book you put out. So, you know, you build a following that way. Uh, what do you think of uh, this uh, news hijacking where, you know, someone will bring out, let's say, something about seniors and then you jump on it and comment on it and have them people come to your website to hear more? Is that, have you tried any of that? I, I try not to copy off anybody. I mean, what I pretty much do is, is pretty much common knowledge anyway. I mean, I, you know, I didn't invent the wheel here. Right. You know, it's, uh, but no one invented the wheel. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's just that people are not aware of the different options they have in life, I find. When I hold my seminars, for instance, uh, one of the things I enjoy most is after the seminar is over, people come up to me and start talking to me and ask me questions and everything like that. And I find that um, a lot of people, they have what I call excuse-itis, all right? <laughs> they, uh, they make excuses for, for everything, why they can't succeed. 
their age seems to be one of the biggest ones. Oh, you know, I'm 70 years old. I, I can't do that. Well, they're wrong. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. Okay, if, if you really want Good, to do I something, agree. you could do it. It's, it's that simple. I mean, you know, I lost my mortgage business when I was 57, and I lost everything I had. I mean, my, I, had, I didn't have a big bank account because I was counting on selling my business when I retired, but I had some money. That was gone. And um, when you lose everything in life, it, it's, it's a traumatic experience. I mean, not just for all the people, no matter what age you are. You could be 30 years old and lose everything, and it's, yes. it's going to be – and it's yes. going to hurt, you know. But uh, you have to learn how to move on and pick up the pieces. And just continue. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Now, so you have the writing the books. So let me ask a bit more detail on there. Uh, so when you first normally bring a book out, how many books do you sell a day or a month, do you think, when it first comes out, the books you've done? Well, I, I put it out. I put out the book. And then the next step is getting the people to find it. Okay, <laughs> you know, right. realize that it's out there. So my book could put, might sit there for for two weeks, three weeks. Maybe somebody will stub, stumble across it and and purchase it. But until I start getting the word out there, it it, it pretty much just sits there. So like I say, I'll get one or two a day that'll buy it, but that's just because they stumbled upon it. You know, usually when I do like a radio appearance like this, I try to do at least two or three a month. Uh, every time I do a, a radio appearance, you know, this sales go up. Uh, people that are interested in the book go out and buy it. And uh, it takes like that. It just takes time to build, just like anything else in life. Uh, All right. Now, if a person is not, a, you know, is afraid to speak and just is too shy to go on, say, radio stations and podcasts like this one, uh, what other ways uh, can you go out there and promote it? If you Put a book. Once you put a book online, you might want to just uh, put up a website. Now, building a lot it scares a lot of people when you say to build a website, but it's it's, it's mm -hmm. not that hard anymore. It's not. All right. Um, when I first got started, it took me maybe two, three weeks to put up my first website. Okay, mm -hmm. that's because I didn't know what I was doing. Now that I know, and plus they got all these companies now. I mean, you could go online and, and the website will be built for you. You don't have to do anything. You just tell them what you want, and they build it. And uh, and then traffic is drawn to that website where the book is, and then people look at it, they buy it, and so on and so forth. So you do some paid advertising at that point, Facebook or uh, or advertising through Google. Yeah, I do. Now like I do. When I first started, I did because I didn't have much money. You know, like I say, I you know my wife started on shoes. Yeah, my wife was looking at me every week, wondering when I'm going to get the hell out of there. You know, she <laughs> she, she had her own life; she wanted to live. But uh, you know, I and you know, I, I gotta I gotta say this when when I wrote my first book, um, I dedicated it to her because you know she was nice enough to let me stay yes. at the house and everything like. So the first book I wrote was dedicated to her, and it took me. I thought I was going to be there maybe a month or two, but I wound up being there almost a year. She put up with it, so uh, I think it was nice to uh, just dedicate the book to her. You know. Yeah, I've got you. Now, how many words is normally one of your books? Is there any particular size you aim for? When I first started, I was I was frantic to find out well what's what's the average length of a book? How many words mm -hmm. you know should I do and everything like that? And there, there's different theories on that. One of the theories that I, I go by, which I found online during my research, is that you tell your story, and however many words it takes, that's what it takes. Okay. One of my books is 10,000 words, 
age should never be an excuse for not succeeding is, I think, uh, 48,000 words. Um, so you just write what you feel tells the story. What I found is if you're trying to say, if you read something that says, well, it has to be 40,000 or 30,000 words, mm-hmm. and you're just going to go along and you're just going to add things that, that really are not interesting or, or just as fillers, that's not going to make a good book. You want to eliminate the fluff. Yeah, okay. exactly. You want, to, you want to tell the story that you have to tell. You know, if it takes 10,000 words, then that's it. It takes 10,000 words. If you could do it in, in 8,000 words, then it takes 8,000 words. But the main thing is, if, if it's an interesting story, whether it's 8,000 words or, or 84,000 words, people are going to like it. It's, that's the bottom line. So you're not finding that, uh, that a 48,000 word book gets any more money than a 10,000. No. As a matter of fact, there are people that um, that are on Amazon. I mean, that, that's a whole industry in itself. I mean, there are people making making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just selling books on Amazon. And a lot of people, they'll have series. They'll write one book, maybe 5,000 words, okay? And then, and then another one, and then another one, and people just follow it. And, you know, if you hit something that clicks, it clicks. Now, is that usually nonfiction or fiction it or, or be, both? Whatever interests you, whatever whatever you are interested in. You see, you have to be interested in what you're writing. Like if you if you told me, Chris, I want you to write a book on, I don't know, selling potatoes. I, I couldn't do it because number one, I'm not interested in that. Right. And number two, I don't find it interesting. You don't mind eating them, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's all. <laughs> So you have to you have to write something that's good that you're going to enjoy writing that's interesting to you, and believe me, you're not the only person in the world that that thinks like that because there are other people that find your story interesting also. They just have to find your book. So as far as fiction or nonfiction, that really has nothing to do with it. As long as your heart's in it, that's the answer. That's that's it. That's it. And mo- all of my books uh, that I have written are pretty much, I would say. Nonfiction. I mean, there are some fiction parts to it, you know, right. uh, but it, it's mostly. Nonfiction. You changed the names to protect the. You've got it. There you go, <laughs> Joe Friday. <laughs> All right. right. But uh, yeah, oh. and you shouldn't be afraid. The, the the hardest part of writing is 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 getting started first. The first chapter. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I sat there with a blank page. Just working out things on my mind. How do I begin this story? How do I begin this story? But then when it comes to you and you start writing, and then you'd be surprised how it just flows out. It's amazing. So you don't, like I hear some writers go ahead and they do a whole whole outline and then they, uh, you know, they put, okay, I want the first chapter of this, this next chapter, and then start speaking speaking from there. Or do you just let it flow out of you? Yeah, just let it flow. As, you know, don't make the mistake that I did uh, if somebody's interested in writing, uh, everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own way of doing it. And you could go online and you'll see, talk to f- 15 different people and they'll have 15 different ways that they do it. Different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got to do what's comfortable for you. Like when I first started, I, I didn't like typing out the book on the computer. I had to write it longhand first. Okay. I was more comfortable right. doing that, writing it longhand and then typing it on the uh, on the page, you know. But now I just do it strictly on the page. I got comfortable with that. But when I first started, I wasn't. I needed to 
too long. Man. That would be hard for me. I'd be pecking. You know, I'd be there for months. Oh, that's what I do. I'm pretty much a pecker myself. I mean, uh, you know, did, 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 but uh, that's what it is. You know. All right. And the funny, uh, you know, I get the funny thing is, when I was in junior high school, I uh, I took typing three years in a row. And if I knew that computers were going to come out with the, with the typing keyboard, I would have paid more mm-hmm. attention and, and studied a little mm-hmm. more, but uh, I never did. Now, just to go back to anyone can write a book, I mean, are you an English major or something? No, no, no. Uh, one of the things that I incorporated into my book that I first started with my seminars is the, uh, is the title, I'm No Better Than You. I put that as a title in uh, one of my chapters in the book because people think you have to be a a college graduate, master in English, you know, mastered in English and all that stuff. I just I just barely graduated high school. Okay, my life, you would never you would never think that my background that I would be a writer or anything else for that matter. Okay, but, uh, you know, don't let anything stop you. Like I say, that excusitis. Don't make excuses. You know, I don't have the I don't have the education or I don't have the background. That's a lot of bull. Okay. The main thing is you gotta get off your butt and, and just do something. Like I tell my kids all the time, I says when something bad happens to you with life, you could do one or two things. You could sit in a corner and cry about it, or you could get off your butt and do something about it. And that's it's the choice is yours, whichever way you want to do. That's true. I was going to ask you, but you probably pretty well answered it. Maybe you might want to add a bit more. Uh, you know, why is conventional wisdom about writing books is plain wrong? But I think you've answered a lot of it. Any more to add to that? Well, I, you know, I think probably years ago, I mean, before they had all this technology, that there probably was one single way of writing. I mean, you know, you wrote the book, you typed it on a typewriter. Or you wrote, like you say, you wrote it longhand, then you typed it on a typewriter, mm-hmm. and then you went to the publishers or the agents, and you had to do that. And it was probably, I, I think, a little more focused then. Now, with all the technology and everything that's out there available, I mean, you don't even have to worry about grammar or spelling or anything like that. You've got programs that, that handle all that for you. So the thought that you need, you need to be majored in English or literature or anything like that goes out the mm-hmm. window because... The computer does everything for you. All right, super. Now, one thing I didn't ask you about. So, once you finish writing that book, do you edit yourself? Do you hire an editor? What do you What do you do? Well, I'm fortunate enough to have a uh, school teacher sister, okay. <laughs> and she right. and she does my editing for me. Uh, even though I don't need it, I mean, like I say, they they have editors online. Okay, that you could just a program. You you type in the thing, you press the button, and it it shows you all the mistakes that you made and you just correct them. But, um, you know, and that works. Have you tried that? too? I haven't tried it, but I know two people that have done it and they swear by it. All they right. swear by it. But, uh, you know, I have the sister and she, she enjoys doing it, especially during the summer months when she's off, you know, for two, two and a half months, she has nothing to do. So she enjoys doing that for me. Oh, nice. Okay. So you do recommend to get an editor. Either a a program or a person, but, yeah. but you don't recommend trying to edit it yourself. Yeah. Now I do have a, a program that checks spelling and grammar, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my sister like rearranges the sentences sometimes. To she she knows me and and it, it's hard to explain. She knows the way I I think and the way I sound, and she she keeps it in in sync with me with the way I think and with the way I feel. I've got you. 
What program is that? So we could put that in the show notes or for people to to try it. There's uh you could get well. I'm sure everybody should have Word. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Word uh, automatically comes with that. I believe. I believe. Okay. It does. I, I don't know how much uh, English it corrects, but it does the spell. Correct. It does the spell, and and and, and, and it does it does the grammar too. Um, I I don't know if that's added. I don't remember if I had to buy that or it's added in. I've had it for so long. I don't even know. For the beginner, it's perfect. I mean, you know. All right, so that's all you need is Word, and most people have that. Yeah, and, and they have. Uh, I'm always getting uh, emails from uh, from these type of uh, uh, websites. Uh, there's there's a site. I wish I could remember the name. It's, it's called the Hemingway. Um, gee, I can't remember. It's something to do with Hemingway. Okay, but okay. It's supposed, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be a complete uh, program where it does everything for you. Okay, so Hemingway. I'll try to research that and just see what I can come up with for for the folks. Yeah, and it, like I say, the, the way technology is today, you know, it does everything for you. You know, so we just have to provide the the ideas, the thoughts, the ideas, and the action. Taking action yeah. is the main thing. The action. I mean, yeah. you know, you could sit there and have a thousand ideas, but, but if you don't put go into action and, and do something about them, they're just going to be mm-hmm. that ideas. Okay, there's an old saying, uh, I don't know if you might have heard it. It says, the best ideas are in the cemetery. Okay, yeah. that means that people have these great ideas, but they don't do anything with them, and they just die with them. Okay, if you don't do anything with them, that's, that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. You know, you'll mm-hmm. die with it, and nobody will ever know. What would you say is, are some of the specific roadblocks? Action certainly one of them. What other, what other roadblocks out there? Well, it, it's it's an old cliche, but it's true. Okay, you are your worst enemy. Okay, okay that, so you, that person looking—you're the biggest problem. Yeah, the okay. person looking at you in the mirror is the biggest problem. Okay, you have to overcome the negativity in you. The, not only the negativity, the fear. Okay, a lot of people are afraid of doing things, something new, I mean, which which I could understand because I mean, when I first sat in front of a computer, I didn't know what, what the hell I was doing. And there's a little bit of fear factor involved. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that hold you back, but you, you are the biggest enemy. You have to overcome negative negativity. Uh, I started reason, reading a lot of positive thinking books, okay, which I still read to this day. Any particular book you'd recommend? My favorite, which I read twice a year, is uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, yes. Have you read that? Yes, yeah, I have. I, I swear by that book. I read it twice a year without fail. Uh, and it seems that every time I read it, I, I pick up something new from it. But it, it, it's it's really good. Another another thing I, I did, I started reading books about um, famous people. And you would be surprised how many famous people out there have a, a closet full of failures. Okay. And the one thing I've learned is that you can't have success until you fail. Failure is a part of success. Uh, I know that May sound crazy yeah, so to a lot of people, but uh, <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. As a matter of fact, uh, through, throughout my book, "Age Should Never Be an Excuse for Not Succeeding," I I plunk in the different people that failed and then made it, or or started at a late age when they were over fifty. You know, all of a sudden they were multi-billionaires. Uh, the first one that comes to mind to me is Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
65. 65, when he first started, when he got his first Social Security check, he went on the road pushing his chicken. Can't live like this on this. Yeah, you know, and he he was one of those guys. He uh, declared bankruptcy, you know, during the course of his life. And uh, like I say, when he was 65, he got his first Social Security check. Bam, he hit the road selling his chicken. And look what happened to him. You know? Never too late. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think Grandma Moses starting painting at 80 or whatever she was. You must have read my book because I put her in there too. (laughs) Oh, did you? No, no, I haven't read it. Yeah. I put Grandma Moses in there too. She became a millionaire when she was 80 years old. Yeah, she was pretty old. It was it was it eighty? That's what I remember. Yeah, was yeah. I think it was eighty or eighty four, something like that. But uh, yeah. So she, we got. Started, no one's got excuses that, that's funny. She, under eighty. She started uh, painting pictures, and she used to sell them at the at the neighborhood drugstore for like five dollars a piece. This was like in the nineteen thirties, you know. Mm-hmm. And for five dollars a piece, and uh, what happened was a uh, an, some agent. Okay, had just happened to stop at that store, saw the paintings, bought them, and introduced them into New York, and bang, everybody loved them. All of a sudden, she they were calling for her, and then she started selling her paintings for thousands of dollars. I like to find a couple of those paintings at a garage sale up there. Because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, my book, like I say, I, I put a lot of people in there that 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 happened to. And um, you'd be surprised of the people, the amount of people that that have failed so many times, but overcame it and became successful. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. Let, I want to get into a bit of your speaking and some other things you do. But let let me just uh, uh, picture here right now. What would your life look like right now? Now everything you know, and and you started to write a book right now. How? Where would you be thirty days from now? Thirty days from now. You just start. You're going to sit down and write your first book today, and you everything you know now. How quick is that going to be up online? How quick is the dollars going to start to come in? You know, you you can't tell how many how many dollars, of course. But uh, in 30 days, what what is realistic for a person to accomplish if they had you over their shoulder helping them? It depends on the individual how much time and effort they want to put in. Let's say they're doing part time, okay. 15 hours a week. Okay, part-time, 15 hours a week. Geez, you could you could write an entire book in 30 days. My my first book took me about a month and a half to write. My second and third book I would, I did in two weeks. It's it's like I say, it's up to the individual, it, and it's amazing. I don't care who's out there. Once you get start, once you get on a roll, you'd be surprised how everything just flows out of you. It's like a a, a door opened up and everything's just rushing out. I can't explain it, but it, it's amazing. I'm amazing. It's, but you got to do the start. You have to. Say. You have to start. You have to start. And like I say, you might you might sit in front of that blank page for for an hour, thinking, "How am I going to start? What am I going to say? What am I going to say?" Once that starting that start comes to you, the beginning of that book, the rest just comes naturally. It's it's amazing. And and okay, I'm not so. the only one to happen to. I talk to a lot of people, and they say, "Yeah, that the same things happen to them. Once they get the start of that book, the very beginning." It's like the floodgates. Yeah, the floodgates open and boom, and they start writing. So 30 days, a person working 15 hours a week could have that book on Amazon. What can he expect to make in, uh, within 90 days? So so the next, in the next 60 days, if he goes out and does two radio shows a week or whatever like you're doing or, or goes uh, as a guest blog 
on some blogging where they're more comfortable writing rather than speaking. So they go on some blogs and do, you know, uh, uh, guest blog a couple of places. What do you think would be realistic to expect in the next 60 days? So you've got the book written in 30 days. You're working 15 hours a week uh, for the next 60 days. Where could a person realistically expect to be and how many dollars, you know, might they have in their bank? I know it's it's a big question, but... Just yeah, well, up. you know, a lot's going to depend on the topic, but uh, sure. it could be anywhere from $100 to $1,000, okay, depending on what the topic is and, and, and how you go about promoting it. I, you know, even to this day, I'm, I'm still finding new ways of how to promote, the, you know, a book. What are some new ways you're using? Uh, one of the one things I just started using was Twitter. Okay. All right. They have uh, people that just do that on Twitter where they have a, a mass list of, say, 100,000 people. All right. And they'll blast your book, the name of your book and, and, where, the, and where to get it out to 100,000 people. Now they, what do they charge you for that? Yes, yeah, they charge. They're, they're the ones that charge different ones, they range anywhere from $25 to $500, depending on they have different packages available. Okay. Okay. Let's say an average, say you paid two hundred and fifty dollars to do that. Uh, how many books would? Again, it depends on how good the book is and how good the title is and all that. Yeah. But uh, how many could you expect out of that? Do you think the title is very important? Uh, it, the book could be lousy, but it's the title that that drags the person to that to that book. Gets them to buy it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it could be a terrible book, but it's the uh, title that's going to uh, drag the person. The different package they, they have available, I'm still looking at them, as a matter of fact. They have uh, one, they'll do it three times a day. They'll blast it out three times a day. Uh, another one, they'll, they'll blast it out for an entire week. Plus, they'll put it up on their website as, a, uh, as the author of the week. You know, they'll put it up there. And, mm. and so people that come to their website, they see it, they'll, they'll order it. So they, they have different packages available. So what would you say your return on your investment is if the, the title's decent and, and all that? If the title's decent, you got to expect if you if they blast it out to a hundred thousand people, if you got a, a, an interesting subject with a good title, uh, you probably sell about six seven hundred books. Nice. Okay. And what do you? How much are you selling your books for on average a piece? Depending on the book, depending on what it's about, uh, anywhere from two ninety nine. Up to mm-hmm. five ninety nine. Okay, now so let's you, say, get, uh, you get you um, get uh, Amazon pays you seventy percent. They keep thirty percent. You get seventy percent. Okay, so let's say four dollar average. Yeah, so say you make two dollars a book. Okay, okay. so let's and say two dollars. You sell seven hundred books. Fourteen hundred bucks. And you paid uh, two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Say. Okay, so you do that all day long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you tra- I mean, you yeah. trade, you know. And if it doesn't work, then you know that you got to go back and change the title or something. Then I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or or get a new subject. You see, uh, you, know, you know, Amazon is good like that because they have different versions of of what you could do. If if, if you if you're writing a fiction or you're writing nonfiction or you're writing a children's book or anything like that, they help you with each category. There are different ways of promoting each category. Okay. So uh, they're they're pretty good. I find that they're they're very good at helping you out. Okay. Well, what else have you tried? Uh, promoting uh, promotion wise okay so this is working that's great what else anything else uh, ideas that uh, you could recommend uh, as far as books are concerned you mean yeah other ways of getting it out there and getting some sales the first thing that that you should do okay that 
everybody should do before you do anything online or, or Twitter or anything like that is let all the people you know that you have a book out. All right. Okay. Family, friends. If you have a Facebook account, put it on there. Listen, I just wrote this book. You might enjoy it. It's about da, la, 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 la. And don't give too much information. Just give a basic maybe two, three lines of what it's about uh, to, to pique their curiosity. And then have the link go into that book. You get you start getting sales like that. Okay. Right? And then So friends and family. Yeah. Okay. And then tell everybody that, that buys the book, tell them to recommend it to somebody. You know, and also they have if you like the book, they'll they'll have a spot on Amazon where you could recommend the book, you know, put your opinion about the book, have them write a good uh, opinion about the book. So it's a way to get started before you spend any money on it, any on anything. Okay. One of my listeners, let's say he's thinking, okay, I'm going to write that book in 15 days because I'm going to do it full time. I'm going to spend 40 hours a week. So uh, 15 days is realistic. Yeah, depending on what you're writing about. I mean, you know, you're not going to write a novel in 15 days, let's be honest, you know. But uh, there's no reason why you can't write a 10,000-page uh, book, I mean 10,000-word book, in 15, okay. in 15 days. I mean, that's, okay, so let's say you've got a 20,000-word 20, uh, book, you wrote it in 15 days, and the guy says, look, I want to... I want to put some money into us, so he could go out to one of these websites that you're talking about, pay the 250, get 100,000 people uh, sent his new book he wrote, and start making 14. Yeah, you don't, and, and you don't have to start. Out, and you don't have to start out with 250 dollars. You could get the minimum of 50 dollars. Okay, okay. As, you know they'll they'll blast it out three times in one day, and it, it's still going out to 100,000 people. So test. Good. Yeah, it's a test. See, see what Just you see what kind yep. of return you get. So if fifty dollars is working and you're getting two hundred and fifty, well that's working. Let's put a hundred. Oh, I'm getting a thousand, and just keep going. So a person in the first month, realistically, if they had some money to put into the advertising after it's written, could realistically make a couple of thousand in the first month. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's yeah. very feasible. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 very easy. What it a lot of people are just afraid. Okay, they're just afraid to make that step. Once you make the step, uh, you're going to find out. Once you do it a couple of times, how easy it is, and it's going to be like second nature. You, you know, you'll just know exactly what to do. The nice thing is, if a person has nothing, he can start a book, promote it on Amazon, but have no investment at all. It's going to take longer, right? But he can do it exactly. Exactly. Like I say, the, the, if you have money, you could have everything done for you. They, they'll throw up, a, you know, throw up a website for you. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you tell them what you want. They'll find out ways to drive traffic to your to your website. OK, there are certain things you could do to, to drive people to your website. They'll handle that for you. Just that when I started out, I had nothing. So I had to learn everything. Right. Myself. Yeah, do it on your I, yeah, I had to yeah. do everything myself. So it took me a lot longer. Uh, but if somebody has money to invest, they could do it in a short amount of time. It doesn't have to take like them say, almost a year like it took me. Right. And you, like you say, you, you don't have to test 250, you can test 50. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably test 20. Yeah. As a matter of fact, even, you know, even if you even if you, you have the money, I, I wouldn't invest too much money in it. Test it out first. Go, go to the Test school. it first. Yeah. It's all based on testing. Uh, you don't want to spend five six hundred dollars on something and then you know you're not going to get any return from it you know you're going to sell 10 books or something like that test the waters test the waters now how important is the cover the art the covers important art too. That on the cover covers important too 
Okay, but uh, like you say, I always devise my own covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Amazon has a whole section of covers that you could pick from. You could go in there, pick the, you know, you put the title. They charge you anything? No, no, no. It's free. It's oh, all free. All right. Uh, you put the title of the book in, and then you go through it, and it'll show you. It'll appear on different types of covers. You know, your title will be on different types of covers. You pick which one you like, and uh, that's that's the one they'll publish for you. But I like, I like right. picking my own. When you say pick, you you like to pick the ones they give you, or no, no, you, I, want, I, you like creating? I like own? creating my own. Oh, right from scratch yeah. then. All right, but do you have some artistic? You're one of these artsy guys. No, not at all. I just I just <laughs> go online and I find you can find anything online. That's what amazes me to this day. You can find right, anything so online. Can. I go online, I type in the words uh, something on the subject that I'm looking for, and I after the subject I put pictures. Okay, and then. <laughs> You get a ton of pictures uh, pertaining to that subject. And then you just take it and you put your title on there, and that's what I do. Now, what about that service that does just pictures and you put comments below? Um, that's really popular right now. Well, you know, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, and you have a couple other services that are really big. What, like Instagram or something like that? Instagram, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with all those things. I mean, uh, I'm sure I will in the future, but right now I'm just uh, – just get to get started with Twitter, you know. Okay, so Twitter, Twitter so you're finding Twitter is really good. Twitter is probably the biggest one out there. In my research, that's what I've seen anyway. Uh, more people are using Twitter now than, than you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. So on Twitter, I've heard hi, uh, hijacking news things really work works well. So in other words, if, you know, you're writing a book on pumpkins and – that Twitter comes out with a big article uh, that's on pumpkins and it's some famous guy. You want to get right on there and comment and put your website to where to go and uh, hop on there to some kind of hijack everything to do with pumpkins that's on Twitter. I've heard really works well too. Yeah, you could, uh, you know, you got to start getting Twitter followers, okay? You know, which which is pretty easy enough. You just follow somebody, they're going to follow you back. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you could you could put your your link to your book right there. You could put a picture up there. You know, you're only allowed. I think it was 140 characters or 160, right. whatever it is. But you just put that in there, and you have a link going to your website or your book. Uh, you could put your picture up there or a picture of the book cover. There are mm-hmm. so many ways to do it. it. It's unbelievable. Okay, so now just to go uh, go over to the other ways of making money that uh, kind of ties into this. When you lecture, are you lecturing on how to bring out a book or, or when you do talks and that? Is that what you focus on? Uh, it's part of it. Mainly when I do seminars, it's usually for groups uh, of people that are, like I say, over 50. Where do, you, where do you find these groups? Oh, I, I send out emails to different groups. I mean, you just go online. Like I say, you can find all these different groups that are available out there. Uh, I, I, started, I started doing free ones um, locally. Okay, just to get my feet wet because, you know, everybody's afraid of public speaking when they first begin. Right. But uh, I started doing free seminars uh, and that started to grow little by little. Then somebody contacted me, you know, hey, uh, you know, I was at your seminar and I'd like you to speak for my group. So, okay, well, it's going to cost you this and this and that. And, uh, you know, before you know it, I was doing, you know, 100, 150, 300 people. So, nice. you know, it, so like, uh, would this be like Kiwanis Club? Yeah, things like uh, that. I mean, you know, Better Business Bureau members or? You'll find them everywhere. Okay. Yeah. One thing I've learned, you've got to keep your eyes open. 
opportunity is everywhere. It's, oh, it's always everywhere. in front of you. Yeah. You just have to realize it, you know. And um, you get a lot of uh, referrals. Referrals is a big thing with this. And, uh, you know, I, I've been just doing it in the state, but I'm trying to do uh, nationwide. You know, I want to start doing other states as well. So, Chris, if you were, if Kwanis phoned you and said, okay, we have 300 people, we're over here in Clearwater, so you're going to have a five-hour drive or whatever it is to get over here, we'd like you to speak. What Do you have set rates, or do you see how much they offer you, or how do you come to a, an amount? No, I have a, uh, I have a, a bottom rate of uh, $1,500. Uh, well, let's, nice. let, me, so let me say this. First of all, it depends how many people are there. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm not going to charge the same amount for, like I say, 300 people or to this, or 3,000 people. You know what I mean? Naturally, I'm going to charge more for the 3,000 audience. So what's your kind of range? What's your lowest that it's worthwhile for you to go to your highest kind of thing? Jeez. Uh, highest? I don't, whatever you want to pay. <laughs> you know, okay. If somebody's willing to pay 50,000, I'll, I'll charge them 50,000. Right. You know? But uh, I've, I've, I've started doing people, with, you, you know, $1,000, $1,200 is probably like the lowest I have done. So a thousand is kind of minimum, yeah. and and the top end, what's the most you've charged? Uh, the most I've charged was three thousand. That's three thousand. Yeah. Okay, and you got you charged. Did you also uh, ask for expenses to get wherever it was, or? Uh, it it depends how far I have to travel. Okay. Like if I, you know, have to travel for five hours, you know, I expect them to uh, pay for my dinner or something like that. Uh, so some some traveling expenses. Yeah, a little travel. Okay, but that's uh, even at the low end, uh, $1,000 plus your expenses is a, is a nice day out, and you probably only speak for what, an hour or something? Or? Uh, I usually speak for an hour. Uh, then after that, uh, I'll tell you, sometimes I stay after for uh, – one time I stayed for over two hours just after the, the seminar, just talking to people and you know, answering questions and things like that, which, which I enjoy even better than the seminar itself. Uh, I enjoy getting together with people and you know getting their feedback do you are you able at that point um, the thing that comes to my mind then is to pick up some one on one uh teaching uh, uh from some of these people the private uh sometimes lessons sometimes uh not too many people like i say there are a lot of people that that are interested in doing something but then like everybody wants a million dollars you know but when you mm-hmm. tell them, well, these are the steps you got to take to get good at a million dollars, they say, what? You got to do all that? Well, yeah, you got to do all that. You know? <laughs> and, and it turns off. There's some like, work involved. Oh, you know, people, don't, they don't want to work. They don't want to put the time in, you know, which, hey, if I could sit back and collect a million dollars, I'd love to do it, too. But uh, it doesn't work that uh, way. Yeah, we're all looking for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's say, let's say you're going to do a one-hour consultation with someone. What are you going to charge them normally? What I what I usually do is I, I sign them up for a um, it's not just a one one time consultation. Okay, three or four or something. Uh, yeah, it's usually done um, online if if it's if it's a distance away. Okay. Okay. Uh, if it's local, you know, then I'll I'll get together with them. But if it's a distance away, then I'll I'll we'll just just do it online. online. You use Skype? Yeah. Okay. So what do you do normally? Four one-hour sessions or something? Or? It all depends what they want. You know, if somebody's looking to uh, – like I had this, this um, retired uh, lady, old, older woman. She's retired, a widow, uh, living up in New Jersey. And the only thing she wanted to do, she wanted to make an extra $500 a month so she could uh, take her grandchildren out 
and, and spend more money on oh, buying, buying things. You know, that's all she wanted to do. Right. She had her social security, mm-hmm. but she wanted that yep. extra $500 a month to, to, to buy her grandchildren goodies and, and take them places and things like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I said, I'll help you. And we went, we started doing a thing and she reached a 500 and I said, well, okay, now let's keep going. You know, now I could get you a thousand dollars a month. Let's do that. And she goes, no, no. She goes, 500. That's what I wanted. That's what I got. I'm happy. Okay. I said, okay, God bless you. So what did you charge her to get her to that level? How many hours? How much did you charge her? Well, that was, that was short term. I just helped her a couple of times. As a matter of fact, I didn't charge her much. I sort of felt sorry for her being a, a retired like yeah. that, living on social Being on a restricted, uh, yeah. And a lot of uh, people are in that boat. But let's say someone that has money, I mean, would you figure you're worth $100 an hour, $200, 300 what, 50 an hour? Well, or? first I find out what... what what they're looking, what their goals are, what they're looking to do, and then I base it on that. Uh, if, if I think it's going to take ten sessions, and I'll charge them accordingly. Or if I think it's going to take three sessions, that you know, I'll, I'll charge them accordingly for that. So three sessions of one hour would be how much? Do you, think? you know, maybe depending on what they want, say three hundred dollars. Okay, so a hundred an hour, yeah. somewhere in that vicinity. Okay, all right, I, which I think is quite reasonable. I mean. I've promoted lawyers that I was producing 10 times what they were producing, and, and they're charging 250 350 450 an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, you know, something. So, if, if, so your expertise is probably worth a lot more well, than Well, if Donald Trump came to me and asked me for help, I'd definitely charge right. him a couple hundred thousand. But, uh, you know, if, if somebody comes to me there, she, like she, she was a widow and everything like that. She didn't have much money. So, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not going to take much money from her. Right. Where, where I'm thinking and uh, you know this is uh, something we have to see as we go but there were a lot of people that said hey i gotta i, I want to learn something uh you know from chris i want to i want to be coached personally coached by him this gives them some idea of you know what what they're looking at that's that's part of what i wanted to do to you know they call you up and say okay i heard you talking to ken and uh yeah i want to do 10 hours at a hundred dollars an hour here's a thousand bucks let's start so so it gives them some idea of where, yeah, where you're and coming. you know let your callers know uh your listeners also know that uh on my website okay over 50 and broke.com i have my, okay. my over 50 and broke.com yeah, over, over 50 is five five zero right and broke.com i have my personal email address on there if anybody needs to get in touch with me for anything, it's, uh, that's the way to do it. All right. So now we've got writing books as one flow of income, speaking about books and about writing. Is that the main topic you speak of when you when you go? Uh, one of the main things I talk about is actually just motivation. Okay. Uh, talk so about my story, how I got – what happened right. to me and so on and so forth, how I got started with the internet business and you know how that led to other things and so on. All right. Is there uh, any other income sources there that maybe people, uh, you know, you could help them with? Nothing that I – well, right now I'm working on a couple ideas that I have, uh, sort of like inventions, and mm-hmm. uh, that I don't want to get into. So you would be looking for investors in that case or or, or what kind of – What once you get that invention off the ground, are you maybe going to go to Kickstarter and do a – Fundraising campaign through them or something? Uh, or well, here's the thing: I, I'm not I'm not a tech savvy guy, and I was looking at some of these um, these websites like Kickstarter and a couple others that they Indigo, yeah, mm-hmm. all these others, and it seems that everybody's looking for the latest technological breakthrough or something like that. Well, a lot of young people go on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And, you know, my ideas are not technological. <laughs> All right. You, you may have a new potato masher, and those guys aren't that interested. Exactly, exactly. So uh, inventions, though, is an area that you're, you're, you're hoping to head into to make some money, too. Okay. Any final thoughts of, you know, what my people could do to get this thing rolling and really start, you know, making a, an extra few thousand a year, and that would make a big difference in a lot of my listeners' yeah. uh, situations? Well, the first thing that I tell everybody is you got to – you got to find out what your passion is. I mean, what you really want to do, what you're going to enjoy doing. I mean, I, in my seminars, I tell everybody, don't don't waste your time on somebody else's goals or somebody else's dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because that person uh, made a lot of money at it, that don't mean you are. Okay, you got to you got to do what you feel comfortable doing, what you feel passionate about, what you enjoy doing, and then the money just naturally comes. Okay, it's not going to be overnight, but it's going to come. And uh, that's that's my advice to people. Stay true to yourself and you can be false to no one. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I'm just trying to think if there's anything left uh, that we haven't discussed that's important. I will put uh, in the show notes your email address. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. And and your website? Website uh, www.over50andbroke.com. All right. On there, I have a, a, a list of all my books. I have a book page where they could go to and all the list of my books. Uh, and everything is right there. All right. Okay. So that that's fantastic, Chris. It's been great speaking to you. And you've been an inspiration to me and I'm sure to many people tonight that, that what you've learned works and you can make some money. You can make a living. Yeah. Full-time living. And that that's the exciting and part. And, you know, if, if there's well, a lot of people out there, like I say, like that woman in Jersey, that are living on Social Security, just looking for a little extra income. You know, and they're not looking to make millions of dollars, but just want some co- more of a cash flow. Yeah, they'll take the millions if it comes. If it comes, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but if they make five hundred, they're happy. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, good. No, I I think many people would be very happy with five hundred, extra five hundred, a thousand yeah. a month. Uh, will make a difference in their life and how they live. Uh, you know, that thousand can make a difference in between eating dog food and eating good food. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, Chris. Ken, I uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, super. Okay. All right. Good night and thank you. Thanks, Ken. I appreciate it. Okay, Chris. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Income for Baby Boomers with your host, Ken Queen. Helping boomers like you get a business started you can run from your own home. We interview owners of both online and offline businesses, but most importantly, ones that are run by baby boomers. Stay tuned next week for new and exciting businesses that you can start from your home. Until next time, have a profitable and blessed week.